Here at the Joe Show, we have the finest studios. Where's your studio? Because, like, I'm in a studio now. It has guitars and some kind of UV light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on. The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of Liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. I think the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. And smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? You sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about Iowa like that. I'm slapping the donkey like That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com.
RadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. You're listening to First 52 with your host, Sean Raz. I was on vacation last week. I needed a break. Everybody needs a break every once in a while, right? You can't, you can't knock me for needing a break. I went up. Uh, I drove all the way up to New Jersey uh, from Southwest Florida, where I live, and visited with my children and my grandchild. For the first time, I got to meet my grandchild. It was one of the most amazing experiences you could ever have. It actually... It actually changed me a bit. It actually made me think about my life a little more just by meeting my granddaughter. That's all it took. Yeah, I know. I'm 40 years old and I got a granddaughter. It's crazy. But all throughout these travels, through all the people I talked to, all the people I interacted with, I really met some incredible people. And as we're going through this a rash of racism around us. I'm pleased to report I met zero racism during my travels. Zero. This was Philadelphia. This was Virginia. This was Georgia. This was North Carolina. All my travels. There was no racism. I had awesome conversations with people of a different color than me. We shook hands. We talked about raising children. We talked about the problems that we see. And you know what? We agreed on everything we talked about. How is that even possible if there's so much racism in the world right now? If there's so many people that just hate each other, how could I walk up to a complete stranger that is a complete different race than me, shake his hand, and have a conversation about how lovely it is to have grandchildren? Or how nice it is to be from the same date. These are the things I experienced on my vacation. I mean, don't get me wrong, I spent a lot of time with family. But I I pay attention to a lot more that's going on around me. That's part of why I do what I do, because I pay attention to too many things, maybe. But it was nice, nice to just extend a hand to somebody. Get into a basic conversation with somebody. And not worry about a race. To be agreeing. And it's a different race. So I get angry when I see all the the race-baiting bullshit going on in our world right now. Because we know what's going on. We know what's being produced. We know what's being wanted to happen. And that's okay. We'll deal with it, I guess, if that's what we have to do. We'll deal with it. And we'll work through it. But I was happy to have the experiences I had on my trip. And again, this wasn't, you know, just one little place I went to. You know, I traveled all the whole entire East Coast Coast Corridor from Southwest Florida all the way up to New Jersey. Spent a lot of time in Philadelphia. And honestly, the most rude people I met were the people of the same race as me. <laughs> Go imagine that one. I couldn't picture that being the factor that uh, the people that are the same color, you are just going to be douchebags. Maybe that's part of the problem. 
You don't need to be a douchebag all the time. I'm excited about tonight. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and we'll get into more of this as the show progresses, uh, Photography is Not a Crime is a, a website I follow a lot, a website I repost a lot. Uh, Carlos Miller has been on our show before. I enjoy what they put out. I think they put out good, uh, informative news reports. And tonight we have one of their uh, one of their people, uh, Grant. He'll be joining us. We will be discussing what happened with uh, Cassandra Fairbanks and and other reporters in Ferguson during this melee that has turned into a, a one year anniversary of something that uh, should have never turned into this yet again. It always brings up the question of agent provocateurs. Why can't people go out and and be peaceful? Why does it have to turn into this? Were they building the Confederate flag separation up prior to this? Did they want to ensure that we continue with race? Uh, I heard people today on radio ranting and raving about uh, um, Colonel... uh, What's his name? Oh, I can't think of his name. The the uh, Wesley Clark. Well, no, not Wesley Clark. That was a bad guy. Um, the the Colonel, black guy. Uh, he got arrested in Ferguson. Uh, he ran for president, or he was going to run for president. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I, but they were like ranting and raving about how he got arrested there, or taken away with the rest of these people. So I'm really curious to see uh, the interview. We have a nice interview we're going to play leading to Car- uh, uh, Grant. And uh, we'll, we'll see how the interview goes. I got some articles, and obviously I'm going to start the beginning of the show out on the police state issue, because obviously this is a major issue. It's rearing its head again. It hasn't really calmed down, but it, it got out of the limelight, because, you know, a lion got killed. So we've got to pay attention to the lion, because that lion got killed. And that's more important than a human being, right? I mean, we have to admit that Lions are more important than human beings. Concurrent News put out a story that I felt was uh, enlightening. I thought it brought a good idea or a good thought pattern to the whole uh, Cecile the Lion and Sandra Bland. Now, I remember, guys, I was on vacation last week, so I got a lot of stuff built up. I'm going to try to get a lot of stuff out tonight, and hopefully I can get to everything I want to address. So... Bear with me. It, it, I got a minute, a couple minutes here before I got to start the uh, the interview from yesterday. Why is America outraged for Cecile the Lion, but not for Sandra Bland? Can someone, anyone, please explain why America is near universally outraged over the death of Cecile the Lion, the 13-year-old protected African lion who was recently illegally poached, but not over the death of Sandra Bland, Sam Dubois, and so many others recent victims of police brutality, injustice, and murder. Cecile Lyon was shot and killed by a wealthy Midwestern dentist, Walter Palmer, last week, or two weeks ago, I guess now, at this point in time. Personally, I'm not happy about this. But then again, I've rightly been accused of being a tree hugger, to say the least. For the past 20 years, I have been on the front lines fighting the earth and animals. I've... I'll leave it at that, without getting into the details of my activism on those fronts. But my desire to defend those who need protection do not only extend to non-humans. First and foremost, I am there to be the voice for voiceless humans. Why is this such a, a difficult concept for so many to understand? Why are so many humans 
more outraged at the death of a non-human animal than they are innocent members of their own species. When Cecile the Lion was killed, a number of news and alternative media sites ran pieces on the poaching. Each article quickly got thousands of shares throughout social media. America was outraged at the death of Cecile. But Sandra Bland was comparison. Excuse me, I apologize. But Sandra Bland was comparison. In comparison, that's why they had an edit there, bad edit there. But Sandra Bland, in comparison, has received far less universal support. While there is outrage, to be sure, for many it is quite conditional in nature. While many say the police should have done things differently, Sandra Bland is also the recipient recipient of the criticism if she had only has become something of a mantra about the Bland case. If she would have only. But to seal the lion... Nearly everyone defends his right not to be shot. Even people who might not care one bit about what happened to him if he were a different species. Cecile died a much easier death than the many animals die every day in the United States and throughout the world. But his death has somehow mantered too many Americans in a way that Sandra Bland's death has not. Perhaps it's because he is so rare and Americans want to hold on to existing exti- wait want to hold on his existence as something of an exhibit for all to marvel his life is valuable not because it holds intrinsic value but because it is valuable to him as a sentiment being not because it is anything other than a commodity of human integrity intrigue it is valuable because the dominant class in, in human society has decided it has value. But Bland, Dubos, or even Crawford, Brown Rice, and so many others, their lives do not matter. They do not matter because of their intrinsical value. Dominant elements of society have not seen it fit to value their lives because they, as individuals, find their own lives to have value either. They do not value them because they cannot find a reason to make them into a commodity. They can't find a reason for their lives to have meaning in relationships to how they can be seen as either valuable to dominant culture or as something of an exhibit. They are not individuals who represent a species or even a people near extinction. They are not on an endangered list. So their lives mean very little, often nothing at all, to many throughout the United States. Some major networks, network news anchors have suggested that Bland could have used her lit cigarette as a weapon against the officer who illegally arrested her. Others call her arrogance, you arrogant bitch, for asserting her rights, whether... Whenever they criticize the police, they also feel the need to victim blame immediately after issuing their mild critiques and criticisms for officers. None have called the proud Cecil Lion arrogant, even though the notion of arrogance in his noble species would be seen as a virtue. 
quite literally, a lion's life is being given more value amongst human beings than the lives of other human beings who have died in police custody. People like Sandra Bland, 18-year-old Kendra Chapman, or 37-year-old Ralkin Jones. Perhaps it isn't so much the reason why is a mystery. Perhaps it is the reason why is evident for us all to see. And what it says about dominant American society is disgusting. When I read that article, it really made a big impact on me, and I, I really appreciated how he presented his thoughts. And I can't say at all, I disagree with him. I, I really agree with him a lot. All right, we'll be getting a call here from Grant very soon, so let me get this interview running. It's a five-minute and seven-second interview. Uh, Ferguson is once again becoming a flashpoint between protesters and police officers on the one-year anniversary of the killing of Michael Brown by former former Ferguson officer Daryl Wilson. PNAC correspondent Cassandra Fairbanks has been on the scene since this afternoon and live-streamed her own arrest at the hands of St. Louis police while covering the protest shutdown of inter- Interstate Highway 70 during the peak of rush hour. This is her account. And we have a live caller from Ferguson, Missouri. She's with PINAC News, Cassandra Fairbanks. Cassandra, thank you so much for calling on to the program tonight. Hey, no problem. So, Cassandra, tell me what is going on in Ferguson, Missouri today, because we're one year past the anniversary of Mike Brown's death, and there are mass protests, and I hear there's a little bit of chaos. Um, yeah, so a little bit ago, there was um, a demo they shut down Highway 70 on both sides across all eight lanes of traffic. Okay. Um, so so Interstate Highway 70 was shut down by a demonstration in Ferguson this afternoon. During rush hour. Oh, that's a good time to do it. Um, there, were there arrests? Was there any interaction I'm between... I'm watching it, dozens of people being loaded into a, a bus right now. Um, they had me arrested as well as Tim Poole from Fusion, but once they verified our press, they um, they let us go. Wow. So they had you detained? Yes. They told me that I was under arrest. They made us all sit in a line, and then they came and searched us, um, and we were hand, uh, zip-tied. So you were your hands were tied up? You were essentially yeah, and, well, uh, we soft were cuffed. told we were under arrest. Right, so you were not free to go at that point. No. And you were there filming the act. Yes, and I was mostly staying on the grass. Um, we were trying to comply. Uh, they told, they ordered everybody who didn't want to be arrested to get off of the highway and go back to the parking lot. Um, there's a church right here that has this giant parking lot where everybody parks. Um, they ordered us to get back here, and then um, as people were climbing down the hill, um, a whole ton of troopers and um, sheriff's deputies, like, charged out and started telling people they were being arrested and then um, ordering people to sit down. Um, so it was just it was a mass roundup. It was a mass roundup that occurred. Yeah. Um, As people were trying to leave. 
Gotcha. So were the police, were these militarized police units or just regular units? Um, this was actually a regular unit. It was highway patrol with zip ties. Um, they didn't appear to have weapons out. Um, they were just mostly running around ordering people to sit down. They did tackle a few people, but nobody, they, none of them had any weapons or anything out. Uh, so were there any journalists, uh, other journalists arrested or any demonstrators or activists arrested as well? Um, there are dozens of people who are arrested. Um, all of the NLG legal observers except for one are arrested. Um, Dylan from Revolution News is arrested. Kevin Rose, who does the jail support for Ferguson, he's arrested. Um, me and Tim Poole were arrested. Hey, Grant, I can't, um, I can't, uh, I'm broadcasting uh, on another station, so I, I, I got us sectioned out right now. Uh, but I look <laughs> forward to talking to you, man. We're going to finish off this interview and go right into you, okay. all right? That's interesting. So they they kind of uh, decided that you were credentialed. Well, they called. They right. I had to give, like, the address and the name of the newsroom, and then they they called them. I spoke to my bureau chief to verify that I was pressed. Wow. That's, that's a lot more excitement than I think you were expecting. Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, but then they, they did let us go, um, not after being searched. And the cop, when I was sitting down, I was periscoping. Um, he grabbed the phone out of my hand and threw it on the hood of the cop car, and they refused to give it back. Um, did uh, did he damage the phone at all? Does it still work? It doesn't appear to be. And then the female officer who came and patted me down, she was actually very nice. She got me my phone and put it in my purse that was giving me a mild heart attack. <laughs> did did they read you your Miranda rights at any time? No. They they just kept saying you're under arrest, you're under arrest, you're going to jail. We're taking you in. Did they ever say what they were you know, arresting you for? Why? No. No. Not to me specifically, but I'm sure that they did. So how many people total shut down the, the interstate? Was it like a hundred people, a thousand people, fifty? Um, really hard to say. There was probably more than fifty. I would say between fifty and a hundred, but that's a total estimate. All right, so that that that's what we're hearing there from uh, Cassandra herself, and that was on Grant's show uh, on. Uh, I, I, Grant can correct me on the name of the title of the show because I know they just started up uh, about a year ago or so, and I honestly haven't got much time to check it out. I will be honest with you on that one. But I want to welcome Grant to the show. You guys know uh, Carlos. He's been here before. Grant, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you doing, son? I'm, I'm doing excellent, man, and I appreciate you taking a little bit of time tonight to uh, be able to fill us in on this and maybe fill us in on some of the uh, other articles we see that comes out through PNAC. Uh, let's start it off, though, by talking about who you are sure. and introduce yourself to my audience, if you would. Sure. My name is Grant Stern, and I'm the executive director of photographyisnotacrime.com. And I'm also a local radio personality in Miami, Florida, and I have a program called The Only Industrial Radio on 880 AM, The Biz, which is South Florida's Bloomberg Network affiliate. And um, on there, we cover topics that are really like, you know, general news. It's a news magazine program for two hours a week. 
and that's why we had Cassandra call in as part of Pinnack. Um, I also write for Pinnack. I write for Huffington Post occasionally, also for OccupyDemocrats.com. Um, and a few other sites. I uh, syndicate, you know. <laughs> I like to syndicate, and uh, we just launched OnlyInMiami.co as well. It's a general-purpose Miami news website. So you're a fellow Floridian. I'm also Florida. I'm on the southwest coast, though. I'm on the other side. Uh, so sure. it, it's nice to have uh, some people contacting, you know, some contacts down in this area. Uh, I've had Carlos on, like I said before, and I, I follow you guys religiously. I, I share your articles constantly. I think you guys put out some of the best reporting out there, and it's not Thank just you. it's not just on police. It's on it's on multiple different levels. I mean, majority police, but you you have other things that you guys cover there. Uh, so you've got a great or- organization going on. Tell us about a little bit of the inside of PNAC and and why it's it's become ha- how it has. Well. Pinnack started as a one-man blog back in 2007 when Carlos Miller got arrested in front of my house. But we didn't know each other at the time. And a lot of things happened between 2007 and when we met several years later. Um, Something called social media, which kind of is what introduced us. And uh, we became friends. He was writing the blog kind of part-time back then. He was working for uh, Miami Beach 411 um, full-time as a writer and doing other things but he always kept photographyisnotacrime.com going and one day a few years ago Carlos and I sat down and talked because he said well you know I'm looking for ideas you know people that may be interested in doing something with this because people love it (laughs) but you know but he wanted to make it something bigger Um, you know a real news website that focused on, on this news that just wasn't being reported and uh, the way it all fits into us, it's all about you know transparency and accountability. In other words, organizations should be following their own rules, um, and and particularly uh, governments and public records, because that's the heart of disclosure. You know, or at least the rules that we have to follow at the very least. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, we, that's that's a big theme in PINAC, that we want these agencies to follow all of the rules that we have to follow that they additionally have to follow. But I mean. I'll just give you an example. Uh, on a local level, I'm an activist, and I've been fighting a Walmart project for three and a half years. In the city of Miami, uh, the, the planning director of our city lied. About the existence of pets. We're having a little bit of interruption, Grant, so hold on for one second here. I think we're starting to r- catch up here because I know we had another – oh, see, I lost that connection. I, I, it's always amazing how when you have people that have something important to talk about – These kind you, of things are happening all over the country. Grant, we just had a total, Grant, we just had a total meltdown on Skype, man. Uh, whenever I have good guests that have something extremely important to talk about and other people trying to call in that, that want to support what you're talking about, it tends to cause issues. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> as soon as we got it, I just turned my camera back on. You probably have to reset your camera. And, sure, I can see you now. All right, and you said Felipe was, or uh, who was calling in? Uh, Felipe Hemming is our lead uh, national researcher. Okay, so if he's listening, please call back in. My Skype computer froze up. So yeah, I work with a bunch of different computers to try to keep everything moving well. And my oh, one- I know how it is, man. I do a two-hour weekly live studio broadcast radio program. Felipe. Uh, we got, oh, Felipe. There you go. got him. Felipe, how you doing, man? Super. 
Excellent. Um, Grant was just trying to bring us up to speed to what PMAC was about as you were trying to call in. I apologize for not getting to you. Uh, we were just talking about how Skype will uh, really stick it up to your uh, your rear end every once in a while when you're doing something important. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about PINAC and where it is today, because that's more important. Um, today, we're a grassroots organization of over 100 contributors. Um, you know, contributors and being anywhere from people that are finding the stories online, commenting, sharing, investigating, making public records requests, writing, editing, and publishing. Um, you know, it's really amazing to have like a hundred awesome people all in one virtual room, and we're starting to branch out into regional uh, groups as well. And these people are some activists, some citizen journalists. Um, it's it's really a, a motley mix, and we don't sit around and evaluate each person with a microscope. We we look at what they contribute and their viewpoint, and you know, like their willingness to learn and and willingness to contribute to these stories. And that's how you see this, the the pages of Pinac News growing from one story a day where they used to be to sometimes up to eight. Oh, yeah, you guys are constantly putting out new articles. It's hard to keep up, keep up with you some days uh, at how quickly you're putting them out and how accurate they are and how when you do make a mistake, because, you know, what everybody make, makes mistakes, you go in and you ensure to post your mistake within the articles and, sure. and correct the mistake, which is true journalism, which unfortunately Fox News and CNN and MSNBC aren't giving us that kind of uh, true journalism. So I misspelled Doogie Howser yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, Grant, introduce me to Felipe and what why we have uh, what his position is and what he's joining us with and can he, he can contribute tonight. Well, Felipe is our lead national researcher, and he's part of the, the PINAC staff. There's not a lot of us. There's Cassandra, myself, Carlos, Felipe, and a gentleman who does IT. And, you know, he is out there. Uh, just all over the country, getting these public records, rustling them, as I like to say, finding stories that nobody else has. Uh, Felipe, tell them a little bit about what you do. I do a lot of data mining. Basically, it's a, it's a, it can be a standard process or a direct process. And not to give anything away, I start off by multiple hits and, and anything that's not being nationally covered, from videos to um, people posting on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or anything like that of an interaction or a video. Then from that, sometimes much of the information isn't available. It can't be gleaned. You have to identify what law enforcement agency is, what location is, who the person who shot the video, and then go from there and then build the story from, from there. And then once we figure that out, I contact the, the government, essentially, no matter what agency it is, or whether it be state, local, or federal, and then get their feedback from us. Tell me what happened. Produce, produce the documents. Provide me the radio traffic. Provide the inbound 911 phone call. Give me the, give me the report information. That it, and in that situation, it doesn't matter who it is. We, we cover stories from the local, the local Berg all the way up to the federal level, getting federal documents from PACER, getting court records, court documents, testimony, everything. And that's where these stories really build it. And that's what you pointed out as well as we try our very, very best to get everything our readers would absolutely possibly have the question, like, what, what's going on now, and try to follow the case from beginning to end. And, and many times, I'll get in there and act as an advocate for these individuals, because many times these individuals that are having these encounters with law enforcement are not wealthy. They don't have a lawyer readily available. It's a, it's a mistake or some type of interaction that should have gone better. 
I'm a, I'm a, a career public safety professional. I'm 25 years within the fire service as a firefighter paramedic. And I retired out of Miami Dade Fire Rescue. And I now live out here in the desert in California. Excellent. And I, I want to tell you, Felipe, let me interrupt you real fast because I was also an EMT in New Jersey. Uh, so I, I have that same feeling with you. Um, I actually almost moved to um, uh, uh, Wildwood back in the late 90s to be an EMT there, but the waiting list was too damn long. Uh, so we have some connections, and we, we believe in a lot of the same things. And so you're in California now, and I know we, you guys have a bunch of people doing these these different ends of the research and development and, and how it all works out. So what... I don't want to ask your favorite part of it, but there's got to be something that drove you to want to do this. So what was your driving factor to des- decide to do this? Well, I, 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 ever, ever since I was a child, I've always been myself in a situation where I found the ability, my ability to help others. And that's always what I've done, no matter whether it be a firefighter or teacher's assistant or doing this. And I saw and read, was a, I was a reader of Carlos's, and I wanted to provide the whole story. And I would float stuff to him to hear. Here's the PIO's response, public information about here. Here's your report. Here's this other. Here's this person's name. They were having difficulty identifying uh, units or police individuals, and because of my background and ability, and also I have a, an additional skill sets where I can do all kinds of things. I, and, I, and I identify the organization. I pull radio traffic and put the whole story, the whole story, and package together, and then we push it forward. For example, last night I was providing essentially overwatch by monitoring radio traffic in Ferguson, letting our letting our staff our staff and our colleagues within the media, independent media, whether it be uh, Cassandra or Tim Pool or um, several other individuals, know what was going on in Ferguson by listening to the radio traffic via Broadcastify and letting them know that, hey, there's an individual down the street with firearm, police are coming after them. Hey, they're going after this SUV right down the street, right from where you're at. Hey, be careful. Uh, for example, and the deal <laughs> hey, there's with, uh, an oath keeper. Have fun. <laughs> What's that? Hey, there's an Oath Keeper. Have fun. Yeah, you know, I don't get this because I'm an Oath Keeper. I was also in the Army myself, and I'm an Oath Keeper. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a paying Oath Keeper. And, and I watch these, these hit pieces coming out on the Oath Keepers in Ferguson. Uh, mm, I, I think the character of the group is different in different places. It's think? a decentralized organization. I really can't speak to personal experience on it. But certainly, uh, you know, all the guys running around with AR-15s. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just a that good was, thing. That it was, was a nice Joe quiet thing. That's what that was. Uh, who? Joe Biggs, the reporter uh, for Alex Info Jones, Wars, Info yeah. and that's where those guys were. Those six, six to eight guys were for, with Joe. I mean, last huh. year, Mar- yeah, that just attracts so much attention. For, I don't know how that's that creates security. <laughs> well, you know, you know, to, to that's one of the beautiful things about the Second Amendment is uh, about being able to defend yourself. Marcus sure. Gipalo, who works for the Chinese National News was robbed in Ferguson last year. Last night there was a reporter mugged. I'm listening to the radio traffic going on. That's true. So, it, and if someone has uh, uh, has the ability to open carry like they do in Ferguson, uh, Missouri, which is lawful, it's not unlawful behavior, right. and if the cops have firearms, these are, these are most of these people are either retired military or former military or even former law enforcement. Those guys weren't a bunch of ye- yahoos. They were, they were armored up, and is is a firearm a deterrent? Well, that's that's speculation based upon political views. Uh, I have you know I don't tend to uh, within our group I tend not to express my political views because I consider a professional environment. And so and and, and that's just the way I look at it. Well, but as far as what what Joe does or whatever and Alex Jones and the Infowars deal, that's a whole different genre and 
uh, and mindset of media. They're hype media. They're no different than any of the other lamestream media trying to sell their ads. That's not what we're trying to do. You know what? I want to. I want to agree with you so much on that statement. I I woke up to all this, and I woke up to all this. I say, you know, Alex Jones was where I started, and and I've I've come to believe him as more of fear porn. And he got he has great information. Don't get me wrong; he puts out great information some of the times, but a lot of times he's just trying to get attention, as in Fox or, like you said, mainstream media. I've even helped I've even helped Joe Biggs out before. A time earlier in the year, they reported some type of chemical spill at the the Ashland, Kentucky munitions depot, and he's putting it out. I said, "Hold on, Joe, let me find out." So I called local and I called them. And said, "Hey, you guys got anything on?" Well, no. You know, I mean, these are legitimate, but these are these are my colleagues, these are my professional colleagues. They have no reason to obfuscate or lie. They're going to tell the truth. And I called dispatch. No, oh, there's nothing going on out there. These people tend not to lie. They have nothing to hide. And so I said, Joe, hey, there's nothing going on. Can't you? Sure? Okay, we've confirmed. And he did. So the, he is he's uh, he's being controlled by someone else because he got a, he has to have a paycheck and he doesn't mind what he's doing. Right. But he's no different than uh, Shepard Smith or anybody else out there or Don Lemon from CNN. You know, just spinning and spinning and spinning. We we won't do that. We will hold. We look. There was a story last year out of uh, New York City where these, one of these prank prank videos had made a video where it depicted a New York City police officer then accosting some people. The mother, the mother with the baby, right? That one. Mother. No, 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 no. This is the one where the guys were non traditional dress. And European dress, a traditional dress and European dress. European dress, no problem. Walked on down the street, no problem. Traditional dress, police officer. It wasn't a police officer though. Threw him against the wall. We held that story. Everybody else was running with it. Hey, police officer goes after these guys because they're in traditional Arab garb. No, it took other colleagues, and I think it was uh, what was it. Not Gawker, but not a not a another, another hardline media outlet that reached out to these people's media producers and said, "Listen," and told them, "Say, hey, listen, you're going to have to come clean on this, or or or, or, or you guys are over with." And they came clean, and it was uh, man, I wish I could remember the name of the organization, but they are 100 percent reliable media when they put stuff out, and that's one of those stories that everybody else was running with it and. Just from watching this officer in uniform and knowing tactical procedures, no one's walking in New York City on a single man beat. Number one, number two, there were things wrong with the uniform that gave it away, and and then there was you know it was just didn't seem right, and we turned out to be right. So we're not going to run just just for the sake of clickbait. We're not going to do that. Well, I'll give you a good example. I'll give you a good example. There's a story that's that's out there about a, a young man named Christian Taylor who was shot. In uh, in a car dealership in Arlington, Texas. Yep, yep. Um, over the weekend, and a lot of people have seen the video. Uh, I took a look at the video. I'm sure Felipe took a look at it. I think the thing to me that stood out the most was that uh, basically this young man was not really in his right mind. Yep, I it agree. It seemed to me like uh, he had any sort of motive for theft, uh, which was original call and original. You know, he he, he did the wrong drug that night. It took hold of him, and he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Or, or I'll just pose a couple of alternate but equally plausible theories, either of which could be mixed with the wrong drug and turn out to be true. Which is that you know the age of uh, he's 19 years old, uh, between 16 and 30 is when manic depression 
and schizophrenia are both diagnosed. And, and a lot of young people, I mean, a percentage, which makes them a lot in a country our size, um, they get diagnosed with these issues. I think depression afflicts something like 3% of the population. Wait, you're not saying pharmaceuticals, are you? You would never blame pharmaceuticals on something like that, would you? No, no, no. I'm not saying that pharmaceuticals. <laughs> I, I would, that. just so you know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that people get diagnosed with these things, and a, a manic episode. Uh, it what what he was doing appeared to me to be a classic manic episode. Mm-hmm. They can be induced by drug uh, use. They can be, you know, it can just be manic depression. Right? right. He could be a bipolar depressive. And then another I, thing, I have heavily researched everything about this case here, minus what's being held. I, there's no known technique for auto theft for kicking in the windshield of a car. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or, or driving your car. car to crawl in to steal a car. Or, or dri- driving your car <laughs> through the windshield, the, the doors of a car dealership to steal a car. That really doesn't make sense either. You know what? Knowing the cops, well, in we, Texas, we don't even know if say, whether he was shot in the vehicle and then ran the car into the ran the car into. Oh, the are you saying the, the video might have been all there? Are you saying the video might have been edited and we're seeing it backwards? We don't know oh, no, what we're seeing there. That video is not, it's not whole. It may be whole um, because, you know, motion sensors and whatever, but it, it is not a whole video. It is not continuous. Um, and, and there may be other videos that we just don't have. It's extremely likely. I mean, these there's dealerships have cameras. There's, there's, there's moments missing from the video. I think there's a total of four to six minutes missing incomplete. From and it's either being compressed for time, compressed for time, or being completely edited out. The the media, the, uh, the local media, saying it was provided by the security company and not provided by the police department. I don't know either way. Either, the whole situation was that whole situation was poorly handled. We have an unarmed black male. Uh, vandalism or uh, criminal mischief is not a death penalty case. Agreed. That's another right. thing. A, and and, so, and just, just to give you one more theory here. And this is, again, not an unplausible theory. This young man's, uh, one of his family members was an NFL talent, but he's on a scholarship, a college scholarship, 19 years old, he plays safety. And um, young men who play football uh, can be afflicted by a disease that's known as CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. In other words, it's like punch drunk. Um, and a good example of this would be the NFL player Chris Henry, who used to play for the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, as anybody could tell you, I'm like a big football fan. Okay. And it's very upsetting to me that, that these athletes are not being properly protected, um, which they used to be somehow. If you look at like the old Miami Dolphins from 1972, none of them have CTE. But it, it's been happening, and, and it's just something that's not hardly even monitored with kids, which is concussions. And he have you know, he could have either A, been using pain medication because he's a football player, or B, he could have been suffering the effects of some sort of traumatic brain injury combined with some of the pills that these guys take to, to dull things out. And there you have it, a manic episode. I mean, yeah, and then he's the, the smashing in car windows, driving through, through uh, big windows at car dealerships, smashing in car windows. And because he might have. Uh, might have been a little out of his mind. He gets shot. So, does this lead to uh, one, training one, 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 of law one enforcement? Shield that he kicked in, and he didn't enforce the gate until after he'd already attempted to uh, to he'd already crawled through the front windshield, and he he'd gotten out and went and got his got his Jeep Wrangler, pu- pushed pushed the gate open, and then went up to the front. It's not 
it's not normal criminal behavior. This was not right. a criminal act. This is this not a, it to not be appear a normal to be, criminal act. It, look, there's there's this component of committing a crime, which is uh, the mind of the criminal or mens rea is they what they uh, you know abbreviated as, and and it didn't appear that he exhibited mens rea in his actions. It looked like he was you know doing things but not mentally competent to judge. I, I would agree with that. In short, with a hat, with sunglasses on at night. Right, you sunglasses know. on in the middle of the night. Right. Doesn't that just? It didn't add. None of it add up. Listen, we got off. A, we got off a way tangent there. You've already stayed longer than you you uh, had agreed to, Grant. Um, let's. Is there anything we can do for Cassandra or for Pinac as she's going through these issues? Did I lose you guys? Well, I mean, you can certainly <laughs> follow Cassandra at uh, Cassandra Rules. Uh, I'm still here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, you can you can certainly follow Cassandra Cassandra Rules on Twitter. Twitter. Um, she's got the same thing for her Facebook page. And, uh, you know, she was detained. She got released. Um, I'll tell you, it was a, a one in a, a million kind of thing. Like, oftentimes that leads to death sometimes. <laughs> what affected it was her ability to have her press credentials on hand. And once we found out she was in custody, I was already on the phone with their PIO saying, hey, you guys have made a huge mistake. You've arrested one of our correspondents. But her, but she'd already been, you know, they'd already been started take, being taken care of. Yeah. And um, and let me just add, uh, it's breaking news, but uh, the shooter, the 49-year-old rookie cop uh, in Arlington, Texas, who killed Christian Taylor, has been terminated for inappropriate judgment in the fatal shooting. Oh, imagine that. Inappropriate yeah. judgment. Mm-hmm. But that takes a life of somebody. That's why I get so mad about, so mad about this stuff, guys. Because and I know you you guys are living this every day, and you know I live it to a level, not the level you guys are. And I get angry on a daily basis because you know most of these shootings are completely avoidable. It's not even that they're not. I, I mean, even if we go back to Brown, let's go back to Brown completely, right? The cop already got his ass kicked in the car. He should have never got out of the car. He should have locked his doors, followed the kid down the road in his car until backup arrived, and then took care of the situation. Not got out of the car he and then Rambo. He initiated the yeah. contact. He, the, the, the story from the bystanders differs from the stories that was a thing. He already rolled up, already had his firearm on his lap. He grabbed, Brown, he grabbed Brown by his shirt, pulled Brown to the car, and that's where Brown started reaching for the gun. That's the total, that's the, 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 the story that they don't tell. But Felipe, what Felipe, what I'm trying to get at though is forget all of that. All right, no matter what happened in the car at that point in time, we we you know we have conflicting arguments. It doesn't matter what happened in there. If what what the officer stated that he got his ass kicked in the car and feared for his life, the best thing he could have done was close his windows, lock the doors, wait for backup, and continue to track the person, the individual that he was worried about. There was two people. How could one cop take care of two people without shooting one of them at least? It's very... called withdraw. You walk away. You regroup. You wait for help. You run. Right. Run away. You're the police. Run away. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're, but they can't do that, though. That's a, they, they God can. forbid they, they'd be seen as somebody who would run away and not just kill somebody. Uh, you know what? That's what it takes sometimes. He's not this short little lady or anything like that. He is about the equal size minus a couple pounds 
of Michael Brown size. It was just yeah. It was yeah. six foot four, two twenty five. He's a big dude. I, 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 overly listen. aggressive. Uh, you know, a bully cop initiating contact with two young men walking in the street in this neighborhood, which is there's no sidewalk, so there's no, where are they going to walk? And so, and so he, you know, he's big, big man in it down the middle of the street. I mean, why was his firearm out? How did his firearm come into play? Brown didn't have a firearm. Why is your weapon from your holster? Why? Right. No one's ever. No one's asking that question. Why? Well, we've why seen. We've seen. Out? How did he get that firearm out of that holster? Wow! Well, no, attention holster. Are you talking about firearm out on his lap? Are you talking about attention holster? It's not very easy to get out of. And listen, no, he we, had a level three retention holster. We don't he have. Had a, he had a level three retention holster. We don't have to ask why because we see the video that came out last week of the cop walking up to the guy's house, pulling his gun out because he had his hand in his pocket. We saw the video uh, out of Texas. Uh, the uh, motorcyclists, they were the dirt bike riders, where a cop got out, got out and he started waving his gun, and the other cops told him to put it away. You know, we see all these different things. So yeah, we, can't... we reported uh, on that one yeah, exactly. this morning. Well, I, that's where I got it from. Come on. Where do you think I get my news from? You guys are, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you guys are on the point when it comes to uh, police news. Uh, Felipe, let's give your information where people can follow you, find you, and then, Grant, I'll come to you after that, and we'll wrap it up because you've already given me more time. I appreciate it, man. Sounds good. I'm at Felipe Hemming at Twitter. F-E-L-I-P-E-H-E-M-M-I-N-G at Twitter, or you can reach me through Pinac News. Excellent. And then, Grant, where can we find you? Obviously, I know Pinac News crew is one of you. Uh, Where else? Anywhere else? Yep. uh, I do a lot of the tweeting for at Pinac News, and you can find me at Grant Stern. Or at Only in Miami Show, if you want to actually get me, at Grant Stern is a great place to go. And, of course, don't forget Carlos. Uh, uh, that's at Carlos Miller. You guys want to follow him. He's kind of the, the beginning of all this. These guys are his support, and, and they do an awesome job. I love what you guys do. Anytime you have something, you're welcome to just hit me up, dude. You guys are always welcome. Can I, can I say one last thing? A- absolutely, man. Go ahead. One last thing. We have an alternative site, myself, Grant, and some other individuals are working on for whistleblower law enforcement officers. It's called Honest Police. We have a hotline, or also have a hotline with Pinac News. If you're a law enforcement officer and you don't feel you have support of your agency and you know your coworkers are doing wrong, reach out to us. We will protect you. We will protect your identity and we will find what's going on and help stop the crime. Let's put something together That's, about that because I would love to promote that more. Uh, if we can work uh, together, I would love just, it. Just dial 305. <laughs> Nine hundred thirty sixty nine. That's three five. Nine hundred thirty sixty nine. That's the Pinnock hotline. Three oh five nine hundred ninety sixty nine. Thirty sixty nine. Oh, thirty sixty nine. I'm sorry. Thirty sixty nine. Make sure I'm going to promote that. I might actually make my own little thing to help you guys promote that because I think that's a great idea. Those are the people we need to help prevent and stop this junk we're seeing anymore. So I, I want to uh, thank you guys again. Um, Absolutely, man. You guys, Sean, thanks for having us on the show. Today. Grant, let me tell you something. You guys have a big message to put out because I don't have Skype issues very often. I reset all my computers before I started broadcasting <laughs> tonight, and this has been one of the most. I'm going to have to reset this computer again because it's it's totally just destroyed from having you guys on tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, we tore it apart. That's a good thing. That means you're doing good work, man. So I appreciate your guys' time. Uh, you have a great evening. We'll talk to you again soon. You let me know if you need me. All right, peace, guys. Have a good night. There, there you go, the guys from PNAC. Uh, again, if you haven't checked out their website, you need to check out their website. It's one of the main ones I go to for my, my law enforcement uh, stories and for what's going on on that end. Uh, they do a great job. 
And as you heard from them, they try to keep it just uh, you know straight up honest. So you guys are listening to the first fifty two RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. We'll be back with you in a couple minutes. I'm ready for a break. I got to tell you that much. All right. So we'll talk to you soon. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> What's your name again? John Rez. Four Toad and Lexi. Oh, I mentioned Four Toad? Sure. Oh. Four Dave. Dave. Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz, Four Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. Hello, everybody. This is Lawrence Ross from the LRWS on RazRadioLive.com. Currently out in California, Blind James from RadioIO.com is in desperate need of a brand new kidney. Save a person's life. On behalf of everybody on the network, I encourage you to please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash XE6PJ38. Click on that link and donate money to save a person's life. Donate as much as you can. I think we should all donate. Every contribution helps. Well, I appreciate all of Raz Radio Live help and our I.O. fam. Please give so we can give James a brand new lease on life. How the good things in life don't last It's called the slow creep Through socialistic views You political fools They're gonna rob your shoes So let's make freedom hot Mr. Conspiracy's back That's why I'm swinging my sounds On these liberty tracks So don't hold me back Cause that's how I roll When I return to heist The mass system of control Cause they poison your health To make you accept the lie So I point it out Before the masses die Why? With heist click, there ain't no stopping shit is popping like Mr. Wiggles. We torture genocide rappers for shits and giggles. I got a ride to blind you, and I will play God to this do not who signed you. I am obliged to provide the spine to switch all your jellyfish. Don't try to hide, we'll find you. And when we do, don't act like. 
like a Palamon. I'm just doing my job. Christmas Day of Valentine. I ran your motherfucking forehead with a dollar sign. Hands off Iran. Liberty for Palestine. What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news, and um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. Tears are filling up their glasses. No way. 
Head your head in the sand, drown yourself in sorrow. Not a fight in your soul, no hope for tomorrow. You're helpless and weak, a puppet to the puppets. Hopeless and meek, do a break to say fuck it. They send your sons and daughters to die for the greed. The foreclose on your home, you're living in the street. You starve, they feast, the dollar gets weaker. Listen to the words coming out of your speakers. They don't care about oil, they don't care about money. It's all about power and control of your family. It's on the wake up and rally while we still have the chance. just fine. The official national bullshit story. Okay, yes. We are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no. See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand. And he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. And when I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert who had devoted his life to saving trees. He just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp. Where the camp
camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. And we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. See, I think it's quite possible that the 1960s represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished. And that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now. And that from now on, there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing. And there'll be nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being with feeling and thoughts. And that history and memory are right now being erased and soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet. Hey, this is Jack Blood, Radio Gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean as Radio Live. Stay bold. Here we are, guys, back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I want to thank the guys from Photography is Not a Crime again for their time this evening. They did a great job. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. As we move forward, I've got a lot of more, a lot of other things I want to discuss. Obviously, I always have a lot of things I want to discuss. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't have things I wanted to discuss, right? I mean... What else we talk about if there weren't things to discuss? Right? I don't know. Yes, all the news that's pulled up in front of me that I have to try to determine what I want to talk about. What means the most? Let's let's talk about something. That really touches, you know, home. That touches home plate for a lot of us. I mean, some of you guys listening right now are broadcasters yourselves. Right? I mean, I am and I listen to other guys. I'd like to believe that some of you guys listening are broadcasters. And we watch what happens in society. We watch what goes on. Hold on, I'm going through making sure everything's not playing because i got microphones showing everywhere. There's so many different noises going on. It's difficult to figure it all out. Okay, I think i got to figure it out, though. It's just one of those things. you got to figure it out. Figure out how it works. So, radio journalists critical of government killed during live broadcast in Brazil. No. Not Brazil, right? We don't have anything to worry about here. Well, maybe eventually we might have something to worry about. If you're going to speak out against the government and speak out against things, maybe prove uh, they're lying, <laughs> maybe you have the chance of being killed. It could happen. I mean, 
let's be honest, it really could happen. I know it sounds like a conspiracy mindset, but what happens if it does happen? A well-known radio journalist in Brazil who repeatedly denounced political corruption was gunned down Thursday in the middle of one of his broadcasts. Gleison Caravajalo was a dogged journalist who had received death threats on Facebook. Police said he was in the middle of his broadcast in Camachina, in the state of Surya. Why do I pick these articles with big names, or little names that are hard to pronounce? When two men showed up at the building to buy advertising space, according to the show's technical operator, Ricardo Fariza. The ad inquiry, police say, was a ruse. Once the men were allowed into the building, one of them forced his way into Cavajalio's booth and ambushed him. The guy opened the door and shot three times. It was very quick. I saw the blood, bloody body and asked for help right away, Ferris told reporters. Or Ferris. Not Ferris, because Ferris does a radio show here every once in a while. Maybe he'll come back one day. He keeps telling me he's going to come back. We'll wait and see. That'll be interesting if he does. Uh, Gleitson has uh, Glideson has received threats saying they would kill him, and he said on air that he was was threatened. And he was not afraid. I always told him not to do that. You know that's one of the things us crazy conspiracy theorists think about. What if what we're going to talk about is that going to get killed? And you know what? I'm not afraid either. I don't want my child to grow up, my children, my grandchild, to grow up with no grandfather or father. But if I'm a martyr to them, maybe maybe they'll get what I talked about. I don't know. Is that crazy thinking? Or is that the way we should be thinking? I mean, I'm willing to die for what I talk about. I'm willing to take that chance. I'm not afraid. We talk about uh, GMOs. I know Jack talked a lot about GMOs today on his show. Well, Scotland, to ban growing of genetically modified crops. And I know a lot of Scottish people. I've already had people on Twitter who are Scottish. I have family in Scotland. I haven't heard anything from them, but they're happy to see this going through. Why are other countries happy and willing to ban GMO. If you listen to Jack earlier today, you heard him talk about this with his guest. Uh, John, uh, John, I believe it was John. I can't remember his full name. It was in and out. But GMOs is a big thing. In my opinion, I think it's something we need to talk about. We've got countries banning them. We have countries labeling them. We have countries doing things differently. You ever look at a box of uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese in, in England? Uh, the label's a lot different than what we get here. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? And as we, we go through this, we see, well, Coke uh, apparently has been paying scientists to back up their, sign, their their findings that it's not the sugar causing the obesity. It's the bad diet that's causing the obesity. Well, you know what? I can't disagree with that. Me, personally, I say drink all the sugar you want, as long as it's real sugar. It has to be real sugar. 
That's one of the biggest parts of it. That is real sugar. So we have Coca-Cola funding scientists to try to shift the blame. And then we have Pepsi-Cola, which I don't know, are they the same thing? Uh, Pepsi starts shipping aspartame-free soda. Now, so be it. They're shipping GMO sugars in the soda now. But is that better than aspartame? Is it? Is it worse than aspartame? Well, I would lean to the side of better than aspartame. So, yeah, let's get that out. Let's uh, take the money out of Rummy's pocket. You know, because we know he's been making money off this for years and years and years and years and years. And I'm good. I, you know, good for you, Pepsi. Good for you. Change your formula. Give us real sugar. Now, get away from the GMO sugar, but give us real sugar. Make it worth our wild. Make it something that won't harm us, that we can enjoy. There was a, a meme going around or an article going around, I don't remember which one it was, about the effects of, of Coca-Cola on you in the first uh, 90 minutes or something along those lines. And as you read that, you go, my God, why do I want that? It's all fake sugar. Even the regular is fake. How do you get real sugar? Well, we have this, you know, not to promote a Jewish company, because, you know, I know some people get mad about that, but I have a soda stream. I love my soda stream. My son gets gets to have soda when he wants it. We make it from either the mixes that you can buy that have natural sugar, probably GMO sugar, but at least it's natural, or you can find recipes online to make your own soda syrups. So there's ways around it. That's something that Jack was discussing earlier. Ways around it. You know, the government offers us this uh, petition site so we can go and petition the government for the changes we want. That's the point of the, the site, right? That, that's what uh, why it was uh, change.org or uh, we the people.org or whatever the hell it was called. That, that was the point of it, right? Well, then you have to question why the people that we entrust to ensure our safety... And when we raise a question, I think that question should be answered, especially if you have, uh, you know, a lot of petitioners signing that question. It should be answered, right? I mean, wouldn't you expect it to be answered? Well, recently, a lot of people signed a petition against mandatory vaccination. And our Surgeon General is not the cute uh, guy we had in the 80s. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, the, you know, you, uh, Surgeon General, uh, oh my God, he looked like Santa Claus almost. What was his name? It, it's not the same one. It's, uh, it's somebody else. And let's, let's listen to his response to fellow citizens about the concerns of mandatory vaccination. Because I think that's important to know his thoughts. Hello, are. I'm Dr. Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General of the United States. I want to thank you for taking time to sign a We the People petition on the issue of mandatory vaccines. I understand you are concerned about laws that require individuals to be vaccinated, including those which require children to have certain vaccines as a prerequisite to attending public schools, group activities, and daycare. I know that many of you are parents who are concerned about your children's health and safety. When I started this job, I traveled around the country during the height of a measles outbreak and heard from parents who have deep-seated fears about the potential side effects of vaccines. I know you want only the best for your children. I do too. Others of you may have signed this petition because you object to the idea 
that government should be able to require anyone to get a vaccine. You may ask if government should be able to tell people what to inject in their bodies. That is a reasonable question to ask. I understand your fears, and I appreciate your concerns. Safeguarding your rights and upholding the responsibilities of a government that is dedicated to serving its people is one of my greatest privileges and most important duties as your Surgeon General. That is why I want you to know that the evidence on the safety and benefit of vaccines is strong and consistent. Vaccines are safe and effective ways to prevent disease and death. I join healthcare leaders and public health experts from around the world in supporting childhood vaccination programs. Most of us grew up in a time when we didn't have to live through terrible epidemics that killed millions <laughs> of children and adults. We can be grateful for that. It was because of vaccines that we have been spared it was the because of, vaccines of past epidemics. That's why. For example, before the development of the measles vaccine, many it children on the measles and died in the United States every oh, year. That's right. And even oh, more I'm sorry. I'm lying with my teeth. After the introduction of the vaccine, the number of infections and deaths dropped precipitously. Oh, before they Measles were. is a highly contagious disease. Highly if you contagious. aren't vaccinated You'll die and are exposed, you have a 90% really chance of getting it. We know that measles spreads when an infected person breathes, coughs, or sneezes. It spreads so easily that if one person has it, nine out of ten people close to that person will also become infected, unless the, they are vaccinated the or otherwise in immune. California. Been in fact, you can get measles just by being in the same room as a person who has it, even several hours after that person has. Left. I mean, let, let, really, let's let's take a break here. Let's do his logic. If if one person has it. Nine out of ten people will get it. Then, if we're talking that factor, wouldn't there have been a lot more people than 198 or 162 or whatever the hell it was got it from the the Disney outbreak in Orlando or in in uh, California? I mean, just based on his logic, I'm just going off of what he says, right? That that there should have been more people with measles than there were. As a doctor, I know that one of the most important things people can do to protect their children from diseases like measles is to give them lots of pharmaceuticals. Measles is to get them vaccinated. And not vaccinating your children doesn't just affect your own kids. It affects other kids, too. Consider this. Oh, all those kids damaged by vaccines. That can get them very easy because they're damaged by vaccines. Wait, is this a big circle jerk? Some people cannot get immunized for medical reasons for example, due to an allergic reaction or a compromised immune system. And a small percentage of people won't develop immunity even though they receive the vaccine. These children and adults who cannot <laughs> receive or do not respond to vaccines rely on the rest of us to be vaccinated in order to protect yes, them the from exposure to life-threatening illnesses. It's called herd immunity, and it's based on the concept that we are part of a social structure that requires us to take responsibility for one another. <laughs> That's why getting vaccinated wait, is wait, more than on, an issue wait, of personal on, choice or religious preference. It's is, also a matter of public policy. I got to pause. One wait. person's decision. We must be responsible for each other, but yet we continuously battle each other when it comes to law enforcement killing people. When it comes to the truth about nine eleven or Oklahoma City or uh, Waco or uh, JFK or the Pearl Harbor or what? Should I continue? So, yes, we should start protecting each other by listening to each other, by listening to people who have thoughts other than what the mainstream media is pushing you and telling you to believe. Well, I turned that down. No, I didn't. It affects another person's health. 
our individual liberties to live on our own terms cannot interfere with our social responsibility to protect others from harm. We inhabit this planet with more than 7 billion people. And every day, we have to make accommodations, great and small, to live and work and learn and play in the communities that we share. Now, I haven't been vaccinated in years, and yeah, so be it. I've gotten sick a few times. Um, I think I'm okay with that. I've been sick a few times. I missed some days of work. Luckily, I have uh, sick days. Those things that businesses provide you for when you get sick and your body can just fight it off and you can be healthy and everything goes okay. Laws regarding vaccine requirements and exemption policies laws, are determined laws, by yes, your state laws. and local we government. Must have laws. If we don't right have laws, now, what are we going to do? the U.S. require children to be vaccinated against certain communicable diseases lie. as a condition of school attendance. Lie, 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 lie! 48 of the 50 states provide vaccine waiver forms. If you don't want to vaccine your chi- vaccinate your child, you don't have to vaccinate your child. Lie number one. Thank you, sir. Some employers, such as healthcare facilities and daycare centers, that require vaccinations to protect their employees as well as their customers. If you have specific questions on what vaccines to get and why, I encourage you to talk to your doctor. In recent years, there has been some inaccurate information circulating about vaccines, mostly stemming from a British study linking vaccines to autism. Yes, and let's discuss that British study because that British study has been proven to be a factual, the one of the researchers, obviously not the one he's going to drop the name of, which we all know Wakefield, but one of the other researchers has been vindicated. His license has been returned, and we expect that for Wakefield eventually. And that's where he's going to go. He's going to bring up the same study that everybody talks about all the time that points to vaccines being okay for you. Please know that this study and its assertions lie, 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 lie. and thoroughly lie, 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 lie. It's not true, and the confusion it has generated has lie, been lie, both lie, dangerous lie, lie. and counterproductive Sorry. to public health. That's a lie, so lie, let lie, me lie. be absolutely clear. There is no link between the measles vaccine and autism. In closing... Which, again, another lie, because there's no proven factor that it is or is not linked. You can believe either which side you want to, but both sides present a, a halfway decent argument. So there is no discerned um, conclusion that vaccines don't cause autism. So be it. There's no discerned conclusion that they do. But I put this challenge out to anybody listening right now. Here's my challenge. Find me a 100% unvaccinated autistic person. Why does anybody ask for that? We, we do this argument continuously about, does vaccines cause autism? Does vac- vaccines cause autism? And, but we never present... You would think that the, the pro-vaccine vaccine community would put this child in front of us that was vaccinated and has autism. I mean, that would... I, that would solve the question. I, not completely, but I mean, come on. That would, that would take some, some wind out of our sail... I think that would give us a question to go, oh, wait, 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 here's this 100% unvaccinated child that's showing the exact signs as this 100% vaccinated child. Where's that, where's that display at? All this argument we have, and I talked to Lexi about this, all this argument we have about it, but we can't produce that child, not one produce one of them one that's all i'm asking for one zero 
100% vaccinated autistic child. Show me him. And maybe I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit on my anti-vaccine stance. But until you show me that child, it ain't going to happen, my friend. I want you to know that it is understandable to have concerns and questions about how to keep your children healthy and safe. For those of you who are parents, as I hope to be someday, you may have questions about which vaccines are being administered. So to top it off, the guy that's telling us what to do with our children isn't even a parent. He's not even a parent. How can you tell me what to do with my children when you don't have any yourself? ...at a specific doctor's visit and how to recognize and manage any potential side effects. I always encourage parents to raise these kind of questions with their children's health care providers who are trained and experienced in handling vaccines. Yeah, and they're probably like you and they don't have any children themselves, so they don't really give a fuck what you do to your kid. When it comes to keeping our nation strong, healthy, and secure, we all have a role to play. Vaccinations are one of the great triumphs of science and public policy. Through vaccines, we eliminated the scourges of polio, Lie. smallpox, and Lie. so many childhood diseases that once plagued our nation. The best way to benefit from these advances in medicine is to get the necessary vaccines for you and your family. If you have further questions about this topic, please visit www.vaccines.gov. Thank you again for participating in this We the People petition. Our democracy... But we don't care what you say because we're going to push this shit on you anyway. I just had to play that. I know it was long. I, I just... I felt it had to be played in its entirety. I, we've got all these different arguments about things. Listen, you can believe what you want to believe. I believe that 95% of these shootings we see, yes, I'm admitting there are a couple that are just crazy people that happen to do something stupid, which, unfortunately, we live in idiocracy, and most of the people that we know are crazy. But the other 95% are being driven by something else. And it's time to question what is that driving factor? What is causing people to be so crazy nowadays? Is it, is it the declining in, in the economy? Is it the pharmaceuticals they're taking? Is it the crazy street drugs that people are reaching out to because they can't get pot or coke? I mean, let's be honest. Or acid. Do pot, coke, or acid. I'm okay with that. The other ones kind of drive you crazy. It's just my personal opinion. Don't take anything I say. I'm not a doctor. Just want to make sure I put that out there. <laughs> Because that's been questioned before. You know, because I have advice. I, I give advice as to what I do, how I handle my life. How do you handle your life? Do you, uh, do you just pharmaceutical eat? Pharmaceutical eat yourself? <laughs> I'm making words up tonight. That's, that's the way we do it sometimes here. All right, here's what we're going to do. I got to go to the bathroom. I do have some other articles to talk about things that aren't, uh, aren't, uh, you know, along this line. Things that just, uh, maybe you'll be alright. Maybe you'll enjoy. I don't know. That's, oh, shoot. You know, try doing this. It's not easy. Trying to click and push and point and pull and uh, and by the way, you know, we're going to be expanding our, our listenership, hopefully. We have moved over to a uh, Shoutcast server from Icecast. 
you guys listening won't feel a change. My host, if you guys are listening, we got some things to go over to make sure this goes smooth for you. Uh, but we'll make it work. We're going to continue to broadcast on Radio Free Blood. We're going to continue to broadcast on RazRadioLive.com. And we're going to continue to try to bring new information that maybe uh, you missed. You guys are listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. I'll be back with you very soon. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum, cum trail... I've got lesbians and he's got cum trail. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals getting away when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is going to... They're going to have to redirect... The American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52.
Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com And he would know what's best for me and my family because he's a doctor. So we all got blue shots. <laughs> Vitamins and nutrients are be illegal. In the year 2010, as we don't awaken the sheeple, these globalists are murderous. They're about to hook it up. Codex Alimentarius, baby, look it up. They spray you from the sky like roaches. Does it shock you? Don't worry, they got a pill for you. That's your doctor. Are your legs restless? Are you shy? Forget the side effects. Not that many people die. Genetically modified foods are the bomb that gave lab rats cancer. But please, don't be alarmed. Soon GMO foods will be a staple. The only thing you'll be able to put on your kitchen table. Their own documents have shown. No food shall be grown that Monsanto don't own. Worldwide, there ain't nowhere to run. Thanks to World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund. We the sheep of America. America, America, simply the sheeple of America, we the sheeple of America. hundred plus of the world's wealthiest people meet every June to see to it the plan is complete. Prime ministers, presidents, billionaires, CEOs, international bankers, C3POs, also known as the young psychopaths who fawn over their elders and give them charts and graphs. Pondering how to reduce the population, injecting our boys and girls with poisonous inoculations. Yum, yum, mercury's good, at least the news will tell you that, and it certainly should, cause they're owned by the CFR, but who cares about the Royal Institute of International Affairs? Jerry Springer's on, yeah, two transvestites are about the fist fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're making plans for the order of the new world, about to send the lambs to the slaughter. You think they care about 3,000 American men, women, and children? They about to kill a couple billion. If you're in the dark, my friend, you might despise my words, but you had the wool pulled over your eyes. We the people of America, America, America. We the people of America. We the people of America. Collectively in a trance, we like to dance and make romance to psychopaths who plot hysteria. We the sheeple of America. What's different from that of your great great grandma? Say hello to your new puppet, Barack Hussein Obama. The president don't run a thing, my dear. You can stick an intelligent orangutan in there. It wouldn't mean a daggone thing. You're owned by Get on your knees and kiss the queen's big ring. They took away your vision with blink. And in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is always king. In other words, they got the republic by the throat. Your vote don't count because they count the votes. Don't ever tell you. 
tell you where you're headed, you nerd. The good shepherd never sharpens his knives in front of the herd. That's why you keep your head down, raising in the grass, but before you know it, now you're in a whole nother pasture. They keep you sucking on a sack of running ass for a team. It's eating your brain, what a disaster. Glue to the tube to see what your favorite star's doing. The corporate news is faker than a cartoon. Even just the follow Tanner said you're just a nation of sheep. Some get slaughtered, some get fleeced. We the sheep of America. from federaljack.com you're listening to the first 52 where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum welcome back to the first 52 on razradiolive.com and radiofreeblood.com every week I sit back here and I just try to bring you what matters to me Things that I think about, things that I worry about, things that just bother me. The only way we can ever get anywhere talking about this stuff is to unite and talk about it and really just believe in what you're talking about. It's hard sometimes because you get counter programmed by people all the time. Is it a religion? I don't know. People tell me it's a religion. Like my trail of beliefs. People tell me it's a religion. Is that a religion? That I believe that there's something going on wrong there? No matter what it might be, it, it it's just not right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. So we have to continue to question. We, we need to continue. That can't stop. Because when we stop questioning... Is when we've just given in, when we've acquiesced to the ruler, the ones that want control of us. Do you want to do that? I don't want to do that. I'm not ready to do that. Like I said, I will die doing this if I have to. I will die defending my family, because that's what I believe I'm doing. Listening to me, listening to Jack Blood, listening to any of these other people... How do you feel when you do that? Are you defending your family when you listen to us? Are you thinking about the future of, of what matters to you? Because you need to think about that. You don't have to think about what I'm saying. But you have to think about the things I'm saying. I know that doesn't make much sense. It, it matters though. It really matters in what you do for your family and for your future. Really have control of that future? Do you really know where it all leads in the end? I don't know. 
I don't think I know that. I think I know a lot of things, or believe a lot of things, or understand a lot of things. But I don't think that puts me ahead of anybody. For all I know, everything I believe and trust is wrong. It might be wrong for you too. Or it might be right. But unless you follow your convictions, unless you continue to believe and hold on to what you believe in, and I'm not religious. This has nothing to do with religion. This has to do with holding to a conviction, holding to something that you believe is right and real. You're the only one that can hold that feeling in, that can understand that. You can try to express it to as many people as you want to. Trust me, I do it every week on a radio show. I do it when I walk down the streets. But until you live it and be it, anything you talk about doesn't matter. And it won't make a difference. So you have to live it and be it. And then maybe we can change it. And that's what I realized on the vacation. Now, as I opened the show up talking about all the interesting people I met and how I, I I felt no racism. Everybody wants to scream about how the country is divided in racism. I don't feel that. I see it. I see it on the news all the time. I see them ranting about how oh, these evil people with the, the rebel flags must be stopped. <laughs> I see the race divide. I see how they build it and make it control us. Hell, resident called 911 over man walking very deliberately. I think we've had this conversation with the Confederate flag. God forbid you work, you walk with purpose, with discern. drive God forbid you do that because somebody might call the cops on you that could happen the cops could be called on you because you walk with very or you walked very deliberately or a cop might stop you for that reason you know there's so many things as I look at the clock and I see what time it is I realize there are so many things I wanted to touch on. I wanted to talk about how the EPA, the people that fine us on a regular basis for things that really aren't that damaging, decided to uh, accidentally burst a uh, toxic well in, I think it was Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. And turned the river to gold. I, you know, I'm not a religious man, but I almost want to say, isn't that one of the prophecies... I don't know, some one of those religious chanting things, saying the rivers, rivers will turn to blood or gold or something. Maybe it was gold. Maybe the end of the world is coming. Maybe they were just off by a few years. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yes, Greg, I am on Facebook. I'm going to be signing off here in a couple minutes. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at Sean Raz on Twitter or at Sean Raspatello, it's spelt just like it sounds like on Facebook. That is my real name. I always present my real name. I go by Sean Raz because it's a hell of a lot easier to say than Sean Raspatello. So you understand why I do that. 
Uh, I, I appreciate your guys' attention tonight. I appreciate your guys thinking outside the box. I, I really do. That means a lot. It, it might not be many of you, but the few of you can make more of a difference than anybody can ever imagine. I mean, in, in reality, think about... And I've been doing this for, I don't know, three years now, three and a half years. I know I've touched a hundred or two hundred people, whether they stayed or didn't stay. I, I, I know for a fact, and that feels good. I'm glad to know that I've affected somebody's life. I'm glad I, I made somebody think a little harder than maybe what they would have thought prior to that. And maybe it was a positive thing, maybe it was a negative thing. But either way, it was a thing. And they thought. <laughs> what more can you ask for? I think it's a great thing. Thank you very much for listening to the first 52 on RizRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I'll be back next week. I'm going to try to let up some good guests again. I want to thank Grant and Felipe from uh, uh, Photography is Not a Crime. You guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Thank you. A sense a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced to love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're. What it takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. When I'm risking it all with no time to waste, fuck this rat race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destination's face. The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go Day one, I've been in this alone With arms stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't have a luck back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check For intelligent life, now's time to connect Wait and hope for the best. We-
With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity hello everybody this is lawrence ross from the lrws on razradiolive.com currently out in california blind james from radioio.com is in desperate need of a brand new kidney save a person's life on behalf of everybody on the network i encourage you to please go to gofundme.com forward slash xe6pj38 click on that link and donate money to save a person's life donate as much as you can. I think we should all donate. Every contribution helps. I appreciate all of Raz Radio Live's help and our I.O. fam. Please give so we can give James a brand new lease on life. Cement, the concrete's alive Where the bonds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite Nothing goes to plan and when they roll another blunt 
the home of the true multicultural women looking fly, men swarming like some vultures. We affected by a million different cultures, crafted in the sound just like it was a sculpture. Taste a damn for a fan caravana, puffing on Cubans like we lunching in Havana. Club district, find me down on Richmond, escalate for Rory's music, banging out the system. Yeah, and some uh, this is how we live in Corona and hand, laid back and chilling. Every day, some of y'all to live life from the east to the west. We down to take flight, hit the boardwalk, filled up a Queen's Key, heading to the island, coming back around the three. Cherry Beach, sunbathing volleyball. Every Saturday, this always seems to be the call. Just a few perks when you're in my zone. This is where I'm at, and this is where I'm calling home.